hello again everybody you have logged on and you have tuned in to another episode of it's not canon boom 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 i am one one of two big chase banker service and as i mentioned i am only one one of two that'll be doing this podcast with you but my counterpart my guy my brother my brother in coats and arms if he's lying oh my god he's flying here we go. Catch him in the kitchen and he's frying. I'll be back. Like a good joke in the living room and you're dying. Cross him in the wrong way, you'll be crying. If you look through a telescope into his window, that's spying. If you sell it, I'm buying. What's up, Ryan? Jesus, dude. <laughs> do you just have this written down at this point? I do. Okay. What's going on, my dude? How are you doing today? <laughs> Not too bad. It's a, oh no, it's, it's a good day. Um, it's not, it's, I feel like this is the, the, my ideal weather throughout the year where it's kind of like cooler outside. So I don't have to have the AC on and it's getting a nice breeze and it's raining out. So it's just, I'm what, good. What's the weather up in, uh, Chi-Town? Uh, right now it has to be in the sixties and rainy. 60. So, are you 60s now for the remainder of the uh, of the month, or is this just a weird cold snap for you? Uh, weird cold snap. So, it's 66 right now. Typically, um, in like August to early September, mm-hmm. our days it will get up to let's just say maybe 75 ish or 78 on the high end, and then at night is when it cools off. Okay. So we're, we're in Atlanta. Um, today was 88. It felt like 91. Um, but I'm looking at the weather because they were originally predicting rain for the rest of the week, but apparently that's changed. Um, but it looks like we're about ready to start seeing our normal temperatures, which is usually around 80 um, at this time of year. So that looks like that's going to happen. Um, when do we drop? We drop Wednesday, and then we kind of hang around the 80s, which I'm all for. Get the AC off, open the windows, enjoy some nice weather outside. That would be nice, right? Indubitably. Um, but global warming, we haven't done an episode on that yet. Huh, all right. Uh, so and we're not doing it today. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, if you if you guys haven't watched any of the Farmer's Almanac stuff, I'm going to bore you real quick. It could be a very very disgusting winter for a lot of people by the way um so be prepared for snow um but anyway um anything new you want to discuss before we hop into anything new (laughs) well it was a conversation that we just had so i guess instead of grind my gears or this week is stupid we're gonna say this week in random (laughs) go for it (laughs) this week in random I forgot how we even got started on this conversation, but I really don't remember. But it was your neighbor's garage, right? My neighbor's garage. Please tell uh, the audience what you're what you're experiencing in your office right now. Yes. So currently, my neighbor has turned his garage into a gym. Like it, he he, he really did and put some work into this. Like work, money, effort blood sweat tears all the above he put this into making his garage into a gym like it legit it's legit smith machine random benches uh squat rack uh he got all kinds of like heavyweights and he put like rubber matting on the floor which does nothing because we still hear every single thud after he would drop a weight but 
Just out of curiosity, so are you above it or right next to it? Above it. Okay, all right. Just want to make sure I got the, the picture here. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So above it, but dude, it's like, uh, you know, when there's an accumulation of sweat and body odor, sometimes it doesn't necessarily get vacuumed out into fresh air like it probably should. So it could potentially build up in that one particular area that is compounded in. So whenever, let's just say a garage door is open, you might get a breeze of said smell. <laughs> and that is currently what I just experienced for quite a nice amount of time. And for the audience, I have asked you to um, explain the smell in detail. So can you please tell us what you describe the smell as? Oh, man. All right. I, I put it together as a uh, rubber, sweat, Overdue protein shake, bad decisions, and some garbage that probably shouldn't be taken out last week. So the reason we are about ready to dive into this conversation more, I thought where we were going with was this is some type of crazy sex dungeon when he said bad decisions. <laughs> so I didn't get Jim right away. Um uh, <laughs> And then we start having a conversation about sex dungeons. So, Chase, what would you like in your sex dungeon? <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, I'll take one of those swing thingies, like a, a swing. Right. That's like one of the ones you put on the back of a door all over Amazon. Dude, Amazon is a really dirty place. Um, <laughs> let's see here. I would like a. What is what I like? Um, <laughs> oh man, Justin's gonna be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> All you wanted was a swing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll definitely put a stripper pole in there too. Like, all right, baby, go ahead, do your thing. I'll sit over here, eat some popcorn, and watch. Um, so you, got, you want a chair and a, and a pole? Oh yeah, definitely. Like, you know, I'll put a recliner in there just so I could, you know, watch her on the stripper pole. Right, right. And you also said popcorn, so you probably want a popcorn machine in there. You know, that wouldn't take away from the whole sex dungeon thing. Like, if it smelled like popcorn, well, I take it. You know what? Smelling like popcorn would probably be better. Right? That's sexy. Buttered popcorn is sexy. <laughs> I'm all think about it as your motioning is happening. You can just go to the rhythm of the pop popcorn. I'm not mad at that. I'm right? Not mad at that. Yeah. <laughs> Inner stripper pole swing, and let's see here. I'll take a man. Let me let me get like a wall of assorted stuff so like yeah, i don't know maybe like maybe some whips maybe some handcuffs um what what is it called the eye mask thing so you can't see anything um massage oil stuff like that i'll take that okay fair enough um just for the sheer fact of having this conversation um i think there's a way that you can make this hilarious with your neighbor by the way I think you should get a bathrobe on, get one of those shower caps on, put some fuzzy slippers on, and just go out to out there to, later on with a Febreze bottle and just outside his garage, just Febreze. <laughs> it's a very distinctive smell. Like, it's, I, just, I know, like, fuck, like, why can I smell this? <laughs> you know, you know, the worst part is all you have to really do is just go get some of those, like, um, 
like they, they make these things for like garbage cans where you can stick one underneath on a garbage can so it doesn't smell in the can. You should just go do that. Just like sneak into his garage and just place those against the walls. <laughs> I don't want to. Do you smell by any chance when you're sitting in the office when everything is closed? If everything is closed, no. But I pay this mortgage. I want my windows open, so I'm opening my windows. Well, I, I think I think it's more of a concern if if you were smelling it while everything was closed, like it's seeping through the walls at this point. So he, yeah, I mean, I get the point of having your windows open. Um, yeah, that kind of sucks. You can't even put like a fan in that window to like get like a circulation going because it's gonna bring the smell in more. Just keep in mind that you don't want that in the sex dungeon as a fan because that you're, it's gonna bring up a lot of smells. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one thing you didn't add in to um, your sex dungeon, which I think would be perfect for you, is one of those football phones for the house. This way, if you got a phone call, you can pick it up. Uh, <laughs> just a random place little football phone. Uh, but yeah. Speaking of football. <laughs> I went to the end zone. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling because I need some pizza. I'm tired. <laughs> hey, Sam, Speaking of football, this we just passed the first opening weekend of the NFL. Um, we both are not wearing anything that's team represented for reasons today. Um, I know the, the expression is uh, first week is just a lie. Like it's it's just it's not it's not what it's supposed to be for the season, but. I took a lot out of yesterday's games and realized some things. And I was watching a little NFL this morning and they were talking about the Browns uh, Bengals game and what they were more disappointed on. It kind of gave Joe Burrows a break because he didn't really get a chance to practice a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing they, they noticed on the sideline that no one was doing was screaming in each other's faces. It was just like, this is just the way it is. So, Knowing that and hearing that piece makes me concerned for the Bengals this year. It does? Yeah, because you you're 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 supposed to be competitive. I understand last year you started 0-2 and then you went on to the playoffs, right? But last year you had people on the sidelines like, you know, having conversations. This time they're just sitting there and just waiting for the game to be over with yesterday. I don't know if I said that from there specifically. Well, that's what the highlights that they were showing was them just kind of sitting there and just waiting for the game to be over with. It's, I, I just feel like it was one of those things where, okay, well, I I don't know, because like it, it, I got to go back and rewatch the highlights, hmm. but I would say it's almost to a degree where if one, if one, you probably should never let one player just mess up your entire offensive game plan like that, but if that does happen, it's almost like, okay, where do we go from here? You know, you got to string something together. And I don't know if it was – I feel like if I was on the sideline and we were having a, a terrible day, I, I I would feel like the whole yelling in each other's faces would be an issue because it's like everybody calm down. Let's think logically here, strategically. Let's get this back on track. I, you- some fire? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I mean, with there is a certain point where you should be lighting up your your sideline, not in a negative like screaming in their face, but like trying to get them motivated. There was no motivation for them to play yesterday on that sideline. Or, or what? We've seen someone try to light up a fire for another sideline that you're not that fond of, and it didn't. And nothing became of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the Denver Broncos. That's because he wasn't respected, let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know even know if he's earned the respect yet, to be honest with you. Oh, dude. We, oh, God, the Broncos. We'll get there. But Yeah. Um, but just some quick highlights that I wanted to shout out. I'm not sure if you had anything, but can the Cowboys actually be legit this year watching them play and destroying my Giants like they did last night? Um, can... Green Bay be actually good and we're just sleeping on it? I know that hurts your heart. No, nah, you're just trying to give me the cuss. <laughs> <laughs> also, Bryce Young, is he was he really worth the number one? Because I really I really pegged the Falcons to actually lose that game yesterday. <laughs> like I'm like, I know everyone's taking the, the Falcons because they're seasoned, but this would be the first, first per, perfect game for them to, to fuck that up. Uh, so those three things, and I don't think that the the Raiders Broncos game should have been that close. Okay, so let's start here. <laughs> the Packers can kick rocks. Hold <laughs> <laughs> an anchor, it's an anchor at that. Um. I don't care what Jordan does. He gets no love from me. Uh, Spoken like a true Bears fan. Yes, 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 indeed. We suck. (laughs) (laughs) We suck. We suck. We suck. We suck. It is terrible. We suck. And I I definitely agree with you that. I want to go back to here because you mentioned the Raiders-Denver game. Because that was one of the... I feel like when you have those in conference or in division games, those are hit or miss because it's either it's neck and neck or somebody gets blown out. So do you really say it should not have been close at all? Like when you say that, who should have been like the overarching team to just win? I, this is going to shock you, but I thought the Broncos were going to be like, the score is going to be like 24 10. Really? Yeah, I thought it was going to be the Broncos. I thought because of the Sean Payton, it's a new style that they really haven't seen yet over there. Like that, that should have been like a twenty-four game, twenty-four ten game. But that just again proves my point that is Russell Wilson done. I don't. I wouldn't say he's done because I did see some highlights from he. He made a few decent throws. I think him missing Jerry Judy also might have had a. Uh, portion on that too mm-hmm. how many how many quarterbacks can you think of can just go go out there and sling it and kill it when their number one option isn't there like I'm ready. Outside I mean, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers wait wait did you say Peyton yeah Peyton yeah I, I love Peyton but Reggie Wayne was always there when Reggie Wayne retired he had to go to T.Y. Hilton who wasn't prepped yet he, I was still a, a 
pretty decent target, though. You also had Akeem Nix down there before T.Y. was coming in, and Akeem Nix was not really the number one option for the Giants, but we made him number one. He went there, and he was had Akeem Nix. Ben Roethlisberger. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then he graduated to Antonio Brown. That's Jared nice. Goff. Jared Goff had... Wait, wait. Yeah. I'm talking about the Lions. He's got he's got oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> last season. Yeah. Last season. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Rossi Brown. I'm Rossi Brown. Nice. Okay, fair. All right. Um let's see who else. Uh Geno Smith. You got DK. I'm talking about talking? what? Are you talking about the Giants time? Jets. All right, got me there. Yep. Um, I mean, I can keep on going, but to save time, um, oh, Matt Ryan, but the year after him, Hollis, he had like he, yeah, he had Julio Jones, and Julio Jones went down, and he had to use like uh, third and second stringers until they dropped the Calvin Ridley, yeah, and then, um, again, he was gone at that point, but yeah, still. Um, I can keep this. Let's go, Blake Bortles. Uh, <laughs> but we're coming up on the point of saying every quarterback doesn't always perform the best whenever their number one option is going. Like, right? Semi hole. The question that we'll have to answer in the next couple of weeks, and this will be a talking point just to piss you off. We will do a whole fucking show on is Russell Wilson worth it? And we will go back to looking at his coaching and everything if he does not do well this season. We don't have to have a whole show on that. I can tell you. Right. 45 minutes. 45 guaranteed. <laughs> Dude, they spent $250 million on this man. $250. For him to think, it, knowing that he got $250, I think we could just spend 45 minutes bashing him. I don't want I to mean, I mean, I mean... Analytically looking at his stats and seeing if he's actually a good quarterback or not. Not bashing. I'm sorry. I'll apologize for that. Bashing him. Um, oh, you want to take a look at QBR, all that good stuff to see where. Well, he... we'll talk about. We'll look at the systems. We'll look. I'm not going to get all, all of that, but we'll look at how he did it with, you know, like, you know, all that. But um, Cowboys, what's your thoughts on the Cowboys? It's a nice way to start the season, but. I, it's it's too much historical data for when it comes to the Cowboys. Of this is our season, <laughs> we're gonna win the Super Bowl. Everything's gonna go our way. Then the playoffs come, and it's another sad, degrading, terrible, and utterly uh, just, just utter end to a season. It's it's like they have this high, then it's like the real world hits them and. And it comes crashing down like a, like a shooting star. Yes. Or I was gonna say a Mack truck that's on fire going down an entire valley. Dumpster fire. You mean? I go with that too. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was very impressed the way they played. My first thought was like they must be cheating because this is not this doesn't scream like the Cowboys. They, they should not be putting forty and zero on the board. That just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants had. I as a Giants fan, I don't care. What it cost, but someone had to be fired today. I don't care if it was the towel boys. Just out of sheer anger of getting a, a zero burger on the board, you, someone needed to be fired. It could have been a fucking janitor. Someone needed to be fired. 
you know the other thing I was looking at? Is yeah. Darren Waller still hurt? Who? Darren Waller. Is he still hurt? So he played, but the I think he was too, I think he was tensed up like he, he was too worried about blowing out the hamstring completely. Mm. I, I out of all the the old what was it, the old reports that coming out of training camp, it was like, oh Darren Waller, he, he's number one option. He's been absolutely killing it. Then yeah. that happens, and it, it maybe it was the fact that it was like super slick and wet out there that he didn't want to, you know, try to take off too fast and maybe pull something. So maybe that was it. It didn't help that Diggs was all over the place on that line, man. He was getting to uh, Jones way, uh, way too quick. Oh, you mean uh, eleven from heaven? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, beyond that, man. I'm not going to give too much time about this week because, let's face it, this week is, like they say, it's a lie. Wait until next week and let's see what they really do. Um, but those are just some quick call-outs. The Chiefs lost on opening night, which was, I, I think, a shocker to everyone. Was it? Well, you know how I feel about golf. Um, but did you really think the Lions were going to beat the Chiefs after winning the Super Bowl? Did I think they were going to win? No. But did I think it was going to be competitive seeing how Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones was out? Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, tells you a lot about the the Chiefs offense, doesn't it? (laughs) I I know where you're going with this. (laughs) I know where you're going with this. And let's say you can't catch them all, okay? Ash Ketchum was not able to get all the Pokemon that he wanted. Well, oh, I wasn't. I was not going there right away. My first thought was like, why didn't they just hand the ball off more times? You brought up Tooney, which, as a Giants fan, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. All right, good. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean. Whatever. Uh, I, that, that doesn't bother me. Uh, but they could have handed off the ball a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, 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 that's where I don't understand. Like, they, they have a decent running back, right? Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco, he definitely runs with a lot of aggression. So, why didn't they hand the ball off? You got me there. I'm trying to think back to that game. To did Detroit really stop the run to the? Not. I mean, it's Andy Reid, so I feel like they could have schemed something up. Right. I just, that just didn't. Something didn't sit there. That I think they're looking at. Maybe they hand it off. A couple of screen passes to wide receivers that can catch, um, not the ones that can't catch, uh, and and go from there. But yeah, uh, curious to see where they go this season. Um, did you hear about Dobbins? Dude, I am so hurt. Like, resident Ravens fans, hi, how's it going? Ravens flock. And yeah. to the way he battled back from the ACL to really get back healthy again, to get back in the groove of things, to get back in a rotation to be RB1. And then the first game of the season, you tear your Achilles. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you and I have had this conversation off these channels before, but there, there's something to be looked at that every time someone blows an MCL, ACL in one leg, there's a potential when they come back within one, maybe three, four weeks, they blow the other one on the other side or they do Achilles damage. 
something to look at there. And it's not just for football. Um, multiple professional wrestlers have suffered from that recently. I can think of a couple names. Um, Adrian Peterson's like the first one that comes to mind. Dude, he was a unicorn. I don't know yeah. if we compare anybody to him. Yeah, but the sheer fact that he blew one, blew the other one, still came back nine months later is fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, I think there's a conversation that needs to be had about how how they're being treated through therapy with the MCL, ACL rehabilitation, and that they're not watching for the other leg, nor are they watching for Achilles uh, tears at that point. But it throws me off because at least, you know, me being a natural guy who's not a professional athlete, when I did go to rehab for one knee, they had me doing exercises for both. So exactly. it wouldn't be overloaded and you wouldn't be working one over the other too hard. So. Yeah, but I, think about this for a second. When you got your knee done, even though you probably weren't reading this, but probably subconsciously, you're probably uh, favoring that leg and putting more pressure on the other one without even realizing it. Granted, you also were smart and waited to go back to the gym to really work it out. Versus them being pressured to get back. Yep. So now you got a favored leg that you're still kind of like your your leg hasn't like that, that that leg that you've been putting all the pressure on is already taking all that pressure. You haven't given it a chance just to like chill, and you're going to the gym and working everything else. So yeah, it's gonna blow. But something to think about for us to potentially look into to see how many times this happens over this season and see what happens. Um, but let's get to the main topic of the of this conversation today, and that is something that we've kind of been talking about, talking about, and that is the writers and the actor strike that's uh, happening right now in 2023. Um, and the reason why we decided to have this conversation was, well, for a lot of people, a lot of people watch TV, a lot of people watch movies, that industry does do other parts of businesses that kind of feed the market that are going to take a tank. Um, for example, I just read the chase before we got on the air that Warner brothers discovery has uh, said that with this strike, it's going to cost them $500 million this year and loan. All right. Now the last time a strike happened, it affected multiple different levels of, uh, markets like you won't see new products coming out based off of shows because shows are not getting filmed so you don't know what's going to be popular so t-shirts won't be created mugs won't be created whatever is not going to be created because nothing's happening currently there is still shows that are coming out this month still um but a lot of the shows that haven't got a chance to film their next season or a new show that was getting prepped and ready to go is not coming. So my first question, Chase, you're you like TV? You you and your wife sit there and watch some TV. Um, not saying you guys are couch potatoes, but I know you guys watch a lot of TV shows. Um, comparable to me, I don't watch a lot of TV shows for the audience to be aware of. Um, I'm a YouTube guy watching stuff on there, so those guys ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, but for you. Once the, the pause really hits, like we're talking maybe November, people are going to start feeling it, um, that there's no new content. Where's your mind at, at that point? Like, what are you going to do? So <clears throat> I would disagree with you. I have no problem admitting that I'm a couch potato. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. 
and sometimes have a couch potato wet as a wife. So <laughs> I'm okay with that. And where I see it going, a huge delay in a lot of shows and or movies that could have been out had the resources been provided or the strike not been in place. I feel like, or well, I don't want to say I feel like, but to some degree, I feel like a lot of strikes, they all kind of have the same exact, I don't want to say life cycle, but mm, t- trend cycle in a sense. Like you have to some degree, your disgruntled employees who are continuously asking for something because they see the value in what they bring but a lot of people don't want to bring value to the same amount as what they see as being equitable. Then I, I know you're not really big on knowing all this information. So I just, so to give you a, a better, cause I know where you're going with this. I feel like I should give you some, uh, some things that they're talking about on here so mm-hmm. you can structure your answer better. So one of the things that the SAG and I can't, I'm not going to try to do the lettering thing on the other one. SAG um, is trying to come uh, come at them for and wanting to be paid for is what some of the studios wanted to start doing was for extras, they would come in, they would do a day of filming, they would get scanned, and instead of paying them to come back and do another scene, they would do an AI imaging of that person and use their likeness for any other additional scenes they would need. Yeah. Right. That's one piece. Two, um, they don't feel like they're getting paid enough, I believe, off of the streaming services. Even though the for like Bob Eager from Disney and, and um, whatever that whole company is called at this point, he's flat out said that they don't get enough money off of streaming services. This man also makes $25 million a year. So I think streaming services do okay. Some of them do. I know Peacock, I believe, was the one that I was telling you about a couple of weeks ago that Peacock's on the on the verge of going three billion dollars loss on their on their streaming platform. Um, we have um, HBO or Discovery, Warner Brothers saying they're going to lose five hundred million. That's probably going to be some on the streaming services because they're not going to be dropping anything really new. As in HBO Max? Yeah, that's their that's their streaming service. Well, Max now, so I'm sure it'll be affected by that. Um, so, and, and the sheer fact that they're jacking pricing for a lot of these streaming services now, Disney dro- is jacking their pricing up, but they dropped the, the ad free to a dollar ninety nine because they're co- in a contract dispute with um, Spectrum, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're jacking pricing up, saying, "Well, you know, we got to make money. You're already making money. I, I know how much I'm paying for Disney a year, Disney Plus. I know what you are probably paying for Disney Plus." A, a year you're making money if you utilize it correctly you're selling off things or you're, you're expiring things that you guys are not want thinking is going to work but if you invest into that maybe just a thought before i let you get back to your answer maybe just stop making shitty films um every 20 minutes and focus on quality and maybe you'll make some more money but okay go back to your spot yeah um so I feel like it's kind of difficult because, you know, I'm sure we know what it feels like to be disgruntled at some point to say that, hey, my value of what I bring is not being appreciated. So it, it gets to a point where, you know, they 
you, you eventually pick up the picket fences and, and make a picket line until you make somebody else see the value in you. So a lot of these projects are going to continue to get stalled out and it's it going to continue to cost money for everybody. Um, employees not getting paid. Uh, studios are missing out on a, a, a huge amount of revenue that they could have brought in weeks ago. And at this point, it's just until, and unfortunately, the way I see it, either the companies fold to adhere to what their employees say, then we're, we're just going to be the stalemate. And that's currently where we are. Um, it is pretty sad to say that this has been going on since May 2nd of this year. So just to give some more information, so just as I'm reading through this to make sure I got all my notes here. So first of all, all those actors that missed the San Diego Comic-Con, which is pretty sad for the people that bought their tickets months and months in advance to go and didn't get to see some people that they would like to see. But journalists are not including this. Um, independent films, micro-budgets, student films are allowed to continue. Unscripted television, game shows, reality TV shows, documentaries, and talk shows are still allowed to go. In internationally SAG members are authorized to continue to work in the United Kingdom under the pre-established equality, uh, equity collective bargaining agreement. So shows like House of Dragons are still going to be filmed. So those shows will still continue. It's We're talking about films that we're anticipating being done, like Deadpool 3. Gotcha. Those actors are now done. Like they're not they're not doing anything for them. During the writer strike, Ryan Reynolds wasn't allowed to ad lib anything during shooting. He was or was not. Was not. Because there's no writers to adjust any of scripts to anything he says. So he had to follow the script. So think about this for a second. We're talking Ryan Reynolds, who pretty much does Deadpool the way he wants to do it can't do Deadpool the way he wants to do it because it's a writer strike. And, and so we have the writers who have been out longer, then the actors went out. There's been no play for it. The last thing I heard was that there's been a discussion that this could go until January of 2024. September 11th, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so just just to configure just some thought process on that is if you're i'm not sure how much this is going to affect certain shows but let's use ncis as an example a show that typically starts filming in july i believe i want to say july yeah. um we film continuously i think up until february to get through the whole season i think that's roughly kind of how their scheduling works none of that's happening <laughs> So by the time they come back, you're just like the last time, you either get a micro season where it's like 10 or 15 episodes or you're not going to get a season and you're going to have to wait to next year. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not okay. <laughs> so so again, my, my question for you is for people that, that enjoy watching television, like shows on netflix hulu all that stuff that could be solely affected where what what is what is the plan <laughs> so your average american if you are listening you will be re-binging some of these <laughs> that have already came out because 
Sounds like you don't have much of an option. There's not much we can really do until until the rest of the world catches up with the current thought process of saying the cost of living the cost of living has gone up. Therefore, our wages need to go up. And unfortunately, if no one sees the value of what we do, you continue to do what you have to do until you make them see the value. Because the fact that I didn't even know that where you had mentioned someone will come in and get scanned and their AI likeness is just taken from them. That is completely, utterly unhumane at this point. Now, if that is something that is in the underline of their contract to say, oh, hey, by the way, we could take your likeness. That is very disrespectful. Also, in, in other fashions, too, with the writers, the writers were working multiple jobs in order to make ends meet. So you have a writer working, let's say, what's a, what's a hit show on one of the local channels right now? Um, right now? Yeah, like CBS or NBC. What's a, what's a hit show? Chicago Fire. I know those are shows are... I'll say the shy. Go ahead. Yeah, Chicago Fire. So you got a writer writing for that show. Yeah. Who has to go work at TJ Maxx to make rent. All right. Yeah. On top of it, these actors, they get paid to come in to do a job. And they have to make a certain amount to, uh, to qualify for health care. And now you're taking their likeness away, so they're not going to be coming in to film another scene. And that's going to take their uh, quality, uh, that's going to take healthcare away from them. So it's kind of interesting because the, the thing that keeps on coming back to me is these type of things I only hear in one other industry, and that's that's professional wrestling. The professional wrestlers are independent contractors. Are they? They don't, they don't have healthcare. Really? Yeah, so they have to pay out of pocket typically for health health care at anything. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So so but that that's part of their agreement. They they know what they're going to get, but it's funny because the WWE treats them like employees. But they're technically independent contractors. So you're telling me right now, mm-hmm. if it's just a, I don't know from my own knowledge, if somebody at WWE, I don't know, has like a blown tricep. WWE does not have anything that helps them without that they pay out of pocket. I believe so. So it's kind of tricky. So from my understanding is it, they're paying for it, um, but they use the doctors at the uh, WWE works with. They can use their own doctors. I do know of stories with AEW where Tony Khan has put money out to pay for medical for some people. So, and some rehabs potentially and things like that. Um, so there's a difference on either side, but they're independent contractors. For, it kind of sounds like what well, that's what they're trying to do with the actors. They're trying to treat you like an independent contractor. You're just me. You're here to provide a service and get the fuck out. Mm. Even though you put your blood, sweat, and tear, we made you go through multiple auditions for this. We made you treat, we treated you like shit through the process. You got the job. Here's a healthy mill for a product that we're probably going to make 110 mil on. And you and the main star is only going to get a mill. The cast and crew will probably collectively be 2 million with everything with that production cost, 30 mil. We pocket the rest. 
So your collective total is probably 35 mil, 110 mil out of that. Uh, 35 mil out of 110 mil, the rest goes to the studio. I don't, I don't think that's fair. Because it's not. So I, I get where they're, where everyone needs to have um, a livable wage to make ends meet. There is some celebrities that have donated to these uh, unions to make sure people can get money and paid so they can continue to have their housing under them. Those celebrities are, as we like to call it, God tiers. Thank you for your what you've done for your fellow cast members. There are some celebrities that I will not mention that have gone on to social media and made comments of, I have to sell my multi-million dollar house because I can't afford it because of this strike. Okay, well, uh, welcome to middle class. We don't live above our means. And the ones that do. <laughs> yeah, and the ones that do typically end up on the street too. So um, maybe you should have uh, budgeted correctly. Welcome welcome to the middle class. Or, and I know this is super random, but yeah, if you're single, why do you need a mansion? This is great questions to ask sports players too. Explain. I, I don't understand why do you need seven and ten bedrooms? What are you doing in there? One's got to be a sex dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's the case. One better be, but I yeah. don't see the value in that. Like, if and not for nothing. I oh, know we're getting off subject here, but if you just have it like that and you just have money out the out the gazebo, it would be smarter to just invest in real estate, get you one house and live under your means. Right. Yeah, I, I don't understand how celebrity sports players actually go through all that money so damn quick. I if, if we made it big tomorrow and I all of a sudden have $5 million, I think I would probably live in the exact same house size that I live now. I would own it outright. Um... And I probably wouldn't go buy the most expensive car, um, but I would probably go buy something with a little bit more space so I could tote my child around a little bit more comfortably. And I would put a fence up because I don't want to see my neighbors anymore. That's fine. That's just problem. Right? Yeah. Um, that's probably it. I mean, I would get to retire early. That's That's nice. This is random, but mm. at what age would you retire if you already had five million in the bank? I had five million in the bank right now. If I if I would be smart about it, I would buy a couple more houses and then uh, rent them out. So I'd probably pretty much be retiring next year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, if, if I if I have four houses that I'm renting out to families, here I'm looking at. In this market, depending on the if it's like the size house that I'm in, two thousand dollars each house a month. So that's out of four houses, that's uh, eight thousand uh, dollars. Okay, yeah, that's pretty decent, and not for nothing. I, I know you, 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 you're a hands-on type person, so if it was anything that was outside of your scope, you just hire somebody to go fix it. Right, so. right, yeah. 
Um, I mean, most likely those mortgage payments will probably be somewhere between like a grand to twelve hundred. So I'll be pocketing some some money there probably. But exactly. Actually, no, I wouldn't have mortgages because I bought the houses outright, so the cash would just come back to me. Um, just pay the taxes yearly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, do that. I would invest into this lovely liquor business that I keep uh, that I'm a part of that we'll be talking about soon. Um, you wouldn't need any investors anymore because Daddy Daddy Ryan will take care of you, Chase. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, call me Papa Warbucks over here. <laughs> um, I don't know who let you watch Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, these. I, I'm curious to see how long this strike will go. Um, Dude, it's been going on since May, September right now. So there's it, been- January of next year probably is on par. There's been rumors on certain certain shows that there's a musician strike on the way as well. Really? Yeah. I was a, there was a show that I uh, I watch on YouTube, and they have a few people that are part of the music industry, and there's been some discussions on that. Um, so we, we musicians, we talk about like live drummers or like DJs. Uh, to, to what realm? Well, the one that I have here showing up on Google right now: New York City ballet musicians poised to strike over pay and benefits. That's one thing. Um, Songwriters are apparently maybe talking about. It? I don't know. Um, there, there seems to be. Well, Snoop Dogg on May tenth called for a a strike for musicians. So if that's the case, I mean, there seems to be something there. So yeah, I mean, we're there was a discussion after the writer strike originally that Broadway was going on strike. So we're about ready to enter a whole new realm of things that of no entertainment. And people like me who sit there and go, well, I can read. <laughs> I can read. I can go outside. I can play with my daughter. I can play with my dog. I can watch YouTube videos. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worry about the people that literally all they care about is television. I'm looking at my family here. Um that they think the the novellas are their, their lifeblood to real life. Um, those things could disappear for a while. Um, movies that we're excited about are going to be gone for a while, maybe push back. That means you're not going to get your next Fast and Furious film right away. They need to stop that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but real, but also that puts into context the whole the delay with Blade. The new the, the new age blade why has been continuously getting pushed back further and further. There there is so much involved with that story. The sheer fact the original one of the stories I heard that the script that they were that they provided there was no action scenes whatsoever. <laughs> How do you have a blade movie with no action? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's been some things. I think. I mean. Back to my point through your points was maybe if you're if the studios are so worried about money, instead of pushing out 20 films a, a year, push out 10 but make sure they're quality films. 
Like I'm, I'm looking at, and this pains me, but I'm looking at Marvel. I mean, Ant-Man and Quantumanium sucked. Um, half the TV shows that they put out last year weren't good. The only thing that seems like they've been relatively decent on was Spider-Man, which is a Sony film. Um, Spider-Man Across the Universe, which is a Sony film. And of course, you also have Guardians of the Galaxy 3. As of recent films. And yeah. what I, I get it, but it kind of throws me off when you have a budget for a film. Let's just say the budget was, I don't know, $550,000. Mm-hmm. And you totally exceed this budget and you bring back $4 million, but you as a company still saying we're broke. And you have multiple films that have shattered that mold. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think Blue Beetle has done well. I hate to say this. I like the lead actor, but I'll be really surprised. Right. I mean, we were just talking off air about how Aquaman is not going to have apparently a marketing budget until <laughs> 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 film. <laughs> Was that oh. during Sunday Night Football? What? Did they show that during Sunday Night Football? Dude, I didn't. If, if they did, I wasn't watching. I was already crying in the corner. Um, but the sheer fact that uh, the articles I was reading over the weekend was sheer fact that yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna have a marketing budget. We're just going to probably have one trailer and <laughs> uh, it, yeah, Ooh, rider strike people. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is what it is. If there's an extent where you put all this money out to make these films and then you don't release them on top of it, so you just spent let's call it like Batgirl. They they filmed Batgirl. They duck. They were done, and Batgirl. they mixed it. So I, I don't get it. I, I understand that the, you know they. I understand that these businesses understand that it's in their in, in their line of business. The more we push out, the more money we can get from viewers. Because people like me, if there's nothing on HBO Max that I care about, I shut HBO Max off for a couple of months. Wait, no, for real, Batgirl, that's a movie? Yeah, it was a movie. Like It was filmed, it was done. Firefly was the bad guy, Brandon Fraser was playing in Firefly. They got it all done, and they nixed it. That's disrespectful. Right. Um, and they said it was just because it was apparently so bad. They said the same thing about the Snyder Cut originally, and I like the Snyder Cut of the Justice League better than I like what um, we saw in the films with fake, uh, fake mouth Superman. Wow. That was really a background movie that they canceled. Yeah. Huh. Ooh. How many how many films can you think of that you probably saw like a, a trailer for in the past year that made it to film, made it to movie theaters, and just didn't do well? Like there there's a point where they're just producing and producing and producing and producing content. We're in an age already as comic book fans, we're in an overload that it's already coming back on, on onto Marvel and DC. But everything else is just like there's a new Exorcist film on its way out. You have to choose which one dies. So it's like fucking Saw, but for Exorcist. So we're just running out of ideas. 
Speaking of Saw, there's another Saw movie coming out. Saw 10. Again, we're out of ideas, Chase. <laughs> like, there's no, like, I just realized that. I'm like, wow. Huh. Okay. I started thinking about out of all the films that I've seen in the past five years, can I name two films at least that were original thoughts and different? The first one that comes to mind is Ooh, that's tough. Baby Driver came to my mind immediately and how great Baby Driver was. You ever seen that one? I did. You said the last 10 years? I said I think five, 10 years. And the only other thing I can think of is Vacation Friends, but it still follows the same premise of all those type of films. So technically it's Vacation not the Friends same. really good though. Yeah, I get it. But still, it kind of follows the same premise of those uh, slapstick comedies. So... The only real film I can think of off the top of my head that is an original thought that is completely out of the box of not following a certain method was Baby Driver. Um, uh, what about... I'm trying to see when this movie got came out. Kingsman. The very first one. Yeah, that would be, yeah. That would be, I mean, it follows the, the thought process of a hero film, but it's a completely different type of uh, area. So yeah, I can give you that. Even the second one was good. The third one we won't talk about. Knives Out, the first one. Oh, Knives Out, yeah, that was good. But Knives Out technically kind of goes along with, um, kind of follows the premise of, what's those books? Um, Murder on Orient Express. They took the, the that theory and just transitioned it into a different uh, thought process. So it's it is its own original thought, but it, it has the the sculpting from the the Orient Express. The very first missed out week. When was that? Twenty fourteen. Really? Yeah. But okay, so you can only do that one because then the next four follow the same premise of the original one. That's fine. I I, I can take that. <laughs> All right, but no, no, no. I, I definitely see where you're going with this. How right. the level so, of originality is slowly but surely dwindling and coming right. to fall. And people blame comic book films, but I mean, you get the most creative out of comic book films. For the most part, we won't talk about Ant-Man. I didn't hate Quantumanium. I just didn't think it was the best work they put out. I'm not saying I hate it. I'm just saying, I mean, it looked like they found a closet, put a green screen up and said, everyone stand in this closet. We're not going to use a studio for it. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That is a very, because I'm really thinking now, like what came out that's been original? Everything yeah. is a spinoff. Or... One, of my, one of my favorite films was a spinoff last year, and that was Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick was really good, but it was still a, it was a, a sequel to another film. It was, but we can't. We don't seem to do anything original. We don't get a lot of originality stories. And what people are going sit, to sit there and say, "Well, you get a lot of romantic stuff, or you get a lot of comedies that are different." No, they follow the same type of statistics on what they're telling you. Two people fall in love. They end up not getting together midway through the film. You get a long, sappy so song in the middle. They get together at the end, and at the very end, at the tr at the the credits, you get an exciting song that makes you feel happy that you went and saw this film. When technically, you just watched the biggest piece of shit you probably ever watched. But it's supposed to be a feel good movie, though. 
Yes, but the sheer fact that it's the same premise for each one of those films. So it's not it's not originality. You can you can literally place in anyone into that into that same scenario, that same type of sequence, and you're going to get a film out of it. There's no the only thing that I, can, I keep on going back to is Baby Driver was a completely mo- different kind of movie that made you think differently. Mm. I keep that. Hey, wait, and John Wick because John Wick was a lot different too. And you're still looking up films over there. I am, because I was going to say Horrible Bosses, but that the first one came out in 2011. Yeah, I know how much you love that film. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get enough of that movie. So we want to hear from you guys. If you guys can think of an original film that we just have not... Oh, no, that's not original. That's not, if you can think of an original film that we haven't thought about on this, we would like to hear from it. It's not canon at gmail.com. Um... Let us know what your thoughts on that, because I'm very curious if anyone can make a, a small list of 10 films that are original that I can't poke holes into. Um, because let's face it, we're in a, nothing but a sequel. I mean, the only thing that I can consider in the, in the Marvel scape is that even the sequels were technically telling this, a story that was pushing us to Infinity Wars. So Kevin Hart has done a list of movies that some are not always sequels, but I can't say that all of them are always hits either. And they're also all slapstick comedy. Same premise, same same theory, and typically with The Rock. Some were done without The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, sir, I'm going to say I think we've got to have this uh, wrapped up, hopefully as fast as we wrap us up, the, the strike will wrap up and content will start coming back. Um for us, I think I'm speaking for both of us here. If Chase can correct me if I'm wrong, but we support them. We, we everyone deserves to get a uh, equal pay, get what they uh, deserve. Um, also, very shocking that Fran Dresser was actually the SAG president. Had no fucking clue about that. But go nanny, go. Um, and hopefully, hopefully soon, um, we'll see some contact coming back for for all the people out there. And people will be appreciative of it. Um, Chase, as always, say goodbye to everyone. Everybody stay precise, stay perseverant, and stay powerful. And to all the people that are affected by the writer strike and or actor strike, get your money. Value your work, people. All right. Later, guys. Bye. <laughs>